We begin a series today, this is how we're beginning 2024, is focusing on loving our neighbors, the art, the, is it art or act of welcoming? Art, that's good. Thank you, Mike. This is how 24 has started for me. Right here. Um, the art and act of the art of welcoming. Just like it may be in your own lives that you have reoriented or reset or resolved to do things in the new year and we're already seven days in. How are we doing? We doing pretty good? How we are reorienting or resetting or starting anew as a community of faith is we are spending the upcoming weeks focusing on loving others. We're going to look at some key scriptures the words from Jesus and from others that come out of the Bible about what it says about loving others. I started, I didn't start, I, my, one of my favorite times of day is my morning quiet time. For me, it's just, it's critical. I know the days I don't start with God. But some of my devotionals, I don't know if you'll all have this experience, some of my devotionals are year long. So I started back on some of the devotionals that I've been reading. And on January 2nd, I read a devotional that I, I, I date things when I read. It's almost like keeping a journal for me. And I had dated 1 to 23. So I have evidence I had read that last year. But when I read it the other day on January 2nd, it just, it resonated me with me in a way that I don't remember it doing so last year. It's not right, wrong, good, or bad. It's just that reminder that we can read things multiple times and it speaks to us in different ways. But what the devotional talked about was what is the foundation of our faith? And it gave the analogy of a concrete slab. Several years ago, my family and I moved into a new neighborhood in that it was new. The houses were being built. Like, I assume we are not alone in that, Knoxville, that we are not the first people to move into a new subdivision. Um, does this help? All right, thanks. My pack was off, so y'all weren't hearing me. Um, but y'all knew that, and I didn't know that. Um, and, and one of the things that was fascinating about that time was the watching the house be built. I, I'm not in construction, obviously, never seen that. But watching the footers go in, in, and then watching that concrete slab on which the house was built. Everything else is built on that concrete slab. And when I think about our faith and our following of Jesus Christ, there's lots of things that we think about, that, that we read about, that we talk about, that affect our faith in following Jesus. Yet that concrete slab, that foundation, which everything is built, is love. 
Loving God, loving others, and loving ourselves is foundational to our life of faith and following. And then our culture distorts the word love. I love hot sauce. I do. I love my husband. I love God, and yet those loves aren't all the same, but we use this one word of love to explain our relationships with various things. Some of us love the Vols. We talk about our love for sports and activities. Yet our foundation, that concrete slab on which we build our faith walk, our faith journey, is love. Weekly, Will and I talk about our Bible reading plan. And at times, it almost feels like a commercial break, that it's product placement. And then I was thinking about this this week, is that is such a perspective of someone who is here every week or most weeks. But for the person who is new to our community of faith or first time joining us online, they don't know about the Bible reading plan. And so we're going to remind you about our Bible reading plan because we think it's important when we talk about that, that concrete foundation on which we build our faith, that being in God's word is significant. And there are multiple ways in which you can read the Bible. There, I am sure there are diverse ways that we read even within this group. But we want you to know that we have a plan that goes six days a week that's connected to what we talk about in here. So the scripture I'm getting ready to read will be one of your readings over the next week. And particularly in January, if you're starting, I'm going to read the Bible this year, check out our Bible reading plan. It's at the Information Center. It is also at concordunited.org slash Bible. We come to our reading today, and when we think about love, there, you, you may have heard this, that we're to love God and we're to love others. And it's found in, more, in three of the Gospels. It's found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. We are going to be reading out of Matthew. And what has taken place, where we see this in the book of Matthew, is actually after Jesus has already entered Jerusalem. We know that in the church calendar as Palm Sunday. Jesus has entered Jerusalem. He has gone to the temple. He has been teaching. His authority has been questioned. He tells a couple of parables he silenced one group of questioners. There's two groups of questioners in this text. There's the Sadducees and there are the Pharisees. Both groups are rooted in Jewish tradition and law. And what the verses say before those that I'm going to read is that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees. So the Pharisees step in to ask their question. And the man that will ask the question is an expert in law. The law being the Jewish tradition, the Jewish law that we see in the Old Testament. And he asked Jesus this, he says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment of the law? 
Now, based on what the text tells us, he's testing Jesus. And this is how Jesus replies. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And the second greatest is to love your neighbors as yourself. Now, I'm going to be honest. I have read this scripture multiple times, have had it read multiple times. And there's been two words that have always been like, I don't really know what they're talking about. Or that makes me a little uncomfortable. I'm not sure about that. And that's the words, as yourself. How are you loving yourself? What does it mean to love ourselves? Because it tells us that we're supposed to love our neighbor as ourself. And if you think about our current society and culture, it makes me wonder how much we love ourselves based on how we treat others, how divisive we are, the things we post on social media, the way we talk about each other, is that an example of how we love ourselves? Because it says that we're to love our neighbor the way that we love ourselves. There is this phrase that is in our culture currently, and maybe it's been there for a while. I don't know. I'm more aware of it now. It's called self-care. And there is nothing wrong with self-care. I'm a fan of it. I try to use, utilize it. We believe in taking care of ourselves, resting, having hobbies, eating well, exercising, all of those things that we relate to self-care. But loving ourselves is not a cultural trend. Loving ourselves is a biblical command. We're not talking about self-care here. We are talking about part of what Jesus said are the two greatest commandments. That of all the commandments, all of the law that we see in the Old Testament, that loving God, loving others, and loving ourselves are our priority. That's it. Those are the highest. Those are the greatest. When you talk about the concrete slab on which we build our faith and following of Jesus, loving is the foundation. We know that this scripture is connected, that those who would have heard Jesus speak would have known where his words were coming from. Deuteronomy 6.5 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Leviticus 19.18 says this, Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. When I was in seminary, I know I've told this story before. I, maybe I've been here too long. I'm starting to tell the same stories. 
Maybe it's just as important. I got to interview a rabbi at a Jewish synagogue here in Knoxville. It was an incredibly powerful conversation. I could have talked to him for hours. I'm not sure he could have talked to me for hours, but I was willing to talk to him. But one of the things that I asked him is like, what is key about Judaism? And he didn't hesitate. I mean, it wasn't like he was like, well, there's a lot of things that are important. With, I mean, without hesitation, he said, the law is pretty clear. Loving your neighbor as you love yourself is the foundational idea of the Torah, of the Jewish scriptures. And then as he talked to me, everything we talked about, I could connect back to that the actions that his synagogue takes about what their beliefs and practices are, it is very much rooted in this, in loving your neighbor as yourself that is foundational. And as Christians, our roots are rooted in the Old Testament. And Jesus spoke this truth. Loving ourselves is not a cultural trend. It is biblical. It is a part of who we are. What can happen when we think of loving ourselves is that these voices of the past or our culture speak. But I want you to know this. When the voices of the past and our culture speak, God speaks more loudly. Because what may happen when we think about loving ourselves, we may not feel worthy of being loved. Maybe it's voices from our childhood or past relationships that people spoke, things that weren't truth in our lives that were not of God's love. Maybe that happened to us. Maybe it's the expectations of our culture that speak that we, we don't have enough, we don't own enough, we're, we're not educated enough, or, or we've not achieved much. All these things that are other voices in our lives. But you see, God is really clear. He loves us. 1 John 4, 19 says, we love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. It's one of the hardest things for us to grasp because we live in a culture that is transactional. I give and I get. I, if I give you something, I expect something back. And you see, what we believe about God's love is that he loves us before we're, able, before we're ever able to give him anything. He loves us because we're his. And what does his love look like? It is unconditional. The word that we see used is agape. That means unconditional love. I was recently asked, how could God love us? Where does God's love come from? What is God's love all about? And it is so hard to describe. And the, the closest thing I can come to is a, as a mom, the depths of my love for our son. And it is so minute compared to God's love for us. That's the concrete, that's the foundation. 
for some of us, life has weathered away our understanding and our belief of how loved we are by God. God's love is not only unconditional, it's grace-filled. We don't earn it. For many of us, we've earned a lot of things in our life, and we have been successful at that. God's love, we don't earn. And that is hard for us to grasp as well. And God's love is a forgiving love that no matter what we've said or done or not said or not done, that we are forgiven. Many of us carry around for years and for decades things that we have done that have harmed others or ourselves. And we have a hard time letting it go. Do we really believe that God forgives us? Do you really believe that our God is a forgiving God? And if so, it's time to let yourself off the hook. It's time to lay down what you're carrying. It's time to live as a beloved son and daughter of Jesus Christ, who the depths of his love is beyond anything we can comprehend. You see, loving ourselves is loving ourselves the way God loves us. That means, do I love myself unconditionally? Do I put conditions on whether I like myself or love myself? Do we love ourselves with grace? Do we give ourselves permission that we're not gonna get it perfect and when we don't, to go, you know, Brooke, remember, You're God's beloved daughter. Have you ever said that to yourself? And do you forgive yourself? Do you forgive yourself? Because our God forgives us. This is a concrete slab on which we love others. We can't go love others if we haven't, if we're not in tune with the fact that we have been loved by God. We are loved by God And that is how we are to love ourselves. And then we get to go and love others. At times, our motives for loving others is distorted because our concrete foundation is distorted. And I would love to go into some analogy about that, but I'm not that smart to do. But think about that. Wait, that wasn't graceful. That I said I wasn't smart, was it? There's a great example. See, I didn't even have that in my notes. One of the things um, that we see in Jesus' words in the book of John is it is a way for us to consider how we stay connected to God's love. And it is John 15, 4 through 11. Jesus says, remain in me, as I also remain in you. What I want you to think about is that I'm gonna say remain 10 times in these seven verses. And I want you to focus on what Jesus says about remaining. Remain in me, that's Jesus, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. 
I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You do not remain in me. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be complete in you and that your joy may be complete. Just as I have kept remaining. Remain, so here, here's the takeaway about remaining. Remain in God's love. Remaining, remain loving God. Remain in God's love. Remain loving God and remain loving ourselves. That is the foundation of our love. And we have to do things to remain. Not because God loves us more if we read scripture. It's because by remaining in God's word that we understand God's love, who God is and how much he loves us. By remaining in prayer and in God that gives us an opportunity to converse with God. It is remaining in God, not because he's not going to love us if we don't, but that's how we stay connected to God. Love is the foundation. This love of loving, of understanding how deeply we are loved by God, how we are to love God, love others, and love ourselves. And loving ourselves isn't a cultural trend. It's a way of being as a follower of Jesus Christ. It is part of our faith journey. What I encourage you to do this week is I want you to be aware. I want you to notice. Just like I noticed a few minutes ago that I said I wasn't that smart. Like, that's not God speaking. That's not God's unconditional love. That's not grace-filled. That's, that's not forgiving. I want you to be aware about how you talk about yourself. I want you to be aware of how you talk to others and how you view yourself. Is it unconditional love? Is it grace-filled? And is it forgiving? And then there's a second piece. I want you to be involved with Mission Blitz next weekend. And I want you to be aware of God's love in that. I want you to be aware of God's grace, forgiveness, and his unconditional love as we love our neighbors as ourselves. There's no more beautiful place or way to be reminded of God's depths of his love for us than by coming to the communion table. We come to remember not something that happened a long time ago, but to be engaged, to receive 
the body of Christ, the bread and the juice that remind us of the depths of God's love for us, that he came to be with us through Jesus Christ, that he lived and he healed and he taught and he was arrested and he was crucified and he rose on the third day on our behalf, the depths of his love for us, unconditional, grace-filled and forgiving. Let us pray. Oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer, we thank you. We thank you for the depths of your love. We thank you for how that love is unconditional and grace-filled and forgiving. Lord, help us to be mindful this week of how we love ourselves. Is it out of your love? Is it a love that is forgiving and grace-filled and unconditional. And we thank you that we get to come together to the communion table to be reminded of the significance of your grace and the depths of your love. In your holy name, amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Concord United Methodist Church. This podcast is a ministry of Concord United and we would love to hear from you. To contact us, please send an email to podcasts at concordunited.org with sermons in the subject line. For more information about Concord United, including worship times, service opportunities, mission efforts, and classes, please visit our website at concordunited.org. We also invite you to download and enjoy our daily devotional podcasts presented by the pastors and members of Concord United. Finally, we would appreciate it if you would leave a rating and a review of this podcast so that others can discover it and benefit from it.